Welcome to another episode of PropCast, a property podcast that aims to educate, inspire, and engage property investors. We are your hosts, Dami Shinobala and Bimbala Osaige. Hey, Bimbala. Hey, Dami. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. We are here for another installment of PropCast. How's it going? Yup, 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 yup. <laughs> it's going good. I have been loving, loving our clubhouse meetings. Do you call that meetings or clubhouse rooms? Clubhouse I have been rooms. loving. Let's talk about clubhouse for like a minute because I'm sure not everyone still. It's interesting. Not everyone knows about clubhouse still. No. So what is clubhouse? What is clubhouse? Clubhouse is a, it's a new app on, um, but it's only available to iPhone users. Um, or well, when I say iPhone use anyone on iOS, it's only available on the iOS. Um, it's an audio only app, but it's amazing because uh, let me see. So it's a, well, first of all, it's a, it's a new it's, it's a it's a new but it's invite only voice based social media app. Um, and it basically I feel is the major the next major um social media platform much more than Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, or any of all, all this other stuff. Um, it works like a podcast. So you basically you can listen to it whilst you're multitasking. It's literally like you're listening to a podcast or a radio. Um, it's just audio. There's no need to get ready, prepare your face <laughs> for the camera. It's audio. You it's a great platform to build business connections. Um, and it actually offers you like real human engagement because you get to speak to people that you normally wouldn't speak to, or, you know, it's not a, the one thing that I love about it on like our podcast is when we're podcasting, like, like we're doing right now, it's just you and I, right. But on clubhouse, we get to get other people's opinion. We get, you know, to actually hear them engage with people. Uh, it's a must. I mean, it's a, it's a must have, I have to say. And another thing that I really like about it is the fact that it's not recorded. So it's if you're not there, you're gonna miss out. <laughs> you gotta be there. You gotta be in attendance. You know. <laughs> well, well, you could record it, but you'd have to do a couple of things. But no, you're right. The way I explain it to people is, it's like it's clubhouse is like a radio. Um, all the rooms are like radio stations. But the only the difference is you can have like literally any radio station you want so topics ranging from business entrepreneurship to lead generation to just general chit chat so now sometimes i see when for example i support arsenal i see arsenal rooms when arsenal playing so people can you know can talk along (laughs) when the game is going on so it's just for real like life yeah yeah yeah, exactly so like the other day uh we had a team that we were playing and the room was titled Arsenal versus that team and then talk along <laughs> during the game. And I was just like, wow. <laughs> so wow, it's, that's it's, amazing. I love it. <laughs> it's like radio, but you can have literally any topic, any radio station you want. And um, and yeah, and you in some of the rooms, you get to be able to contribute, not in all the rooms. There are rooms with like thousands of people in it. So typically in those rooms, you're more listening. But then when you get to the smaller rooms, you get a chance to interact. And um, as you said, I think that's one of the main things, Bimbala, is that you can actually interact with other human beings real time, um, real time. even though it's audible. 
but it's still quite powerful. So, you know, mm. yeah. And I, I think it empowers people to use their voice because I, I, there's a friend, it reminds me of, there's a friend of mine who she's really good in terms of, she's very articulate. She has really good points. She makes good sense all the time. And, um, and then whenever we have any kind of discussion or any kind of meeting on zoom, she's like the one person like, Oh, I don't want to show my video. I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm not here, but I'll talk. And, and obviously I'm just using that as an example because there's so many of us that are like that. We might not be very quick to show our faces for whatever reason, but, you know, but that really shouldn't hinder us so much participating when we can um, talk or, you know, when we do have a voice. So I think that's amazing that literally you don't have to, you, you know, you don't have to go, you don't have to prepare. You, you just, just turn up, just show up and talk and yep. talk sense, obviously. Literally, literally. <laughs> there are rooms there actually, they're, they're talking nonsense, but <laughs> you would only find me in rooms where they're talking sense. Yeah, and the other thing is as well because um because of the nature of the app, you have celebrities on there. So I've been in rooms, and I think you've been in rooms with Mister Ten X, you know Grant Cardone. Um, I've been in rooms with authors of books that I've read. Um, and every so often you see someone post. I think when it first came out, you know Kevin Hart was in a room, and I actually listened to someone recorded it. I actually listened to the the, the conversation. It's quite interesting. Um, so you get you know different celebrities on there as well. So someone like Mr. Grant Cardone to get him in a room where you are listening to him speak it might be like it might cost you a fair few thousand pounds. And I'm not talking one, I'm talking a couple of thousand pounds. Yes. And just through Clubhouse, you've got him there answering questions, talking. And uh, so, you know, it's um, it's very interesting. It is. And I find that, I also find that a lot of these people that you're referring to, they actually are given a lot of their time on Clubhouse you know, I mean, they might be there for their own connections as well, but it's just amazing to see um, the generosity in terms of the time that is, you know, the time spent. Um, <clears throat> and I know that obviously there's a benefit to them doing that as well. So I'm sure it's not just all fun and games. There's a benefit to them being there, but it's good for for those that can't ordinarily pay to have conversations with them or, you know, you, you have to pay so much to be in a room with them, being able to hear them speak. Um, and, you know, and, and then that takes me on to the next point, which is about building connection. The times, the few times that I've been on Clubhouse, I have seen people connect in such a powerful way. I have seen people pitch their ideas and being and, and get um, angel investors to invest in them. I have seen people come up with their ideas and it's literally been refined right there during the conversation. I have seen, I have seen people that have been financially been helped um, by Clubhouse. I've heard that even in fact, when some of the people that I listen to when they're talking, I, I realized that most of them don't actually do or didn't actually know each other until they met on Clubhouse. So it's a really, it's an amazing app. Um, the downside to it though um, is just you know, just like with any kind of social media, anything social media, you can end up being there for hours. Like you literally would say, okay, I'm going there for 15 minutes or half an hour. And then you're there for hours. I remember the very first one that I, the very, 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 very first one that I went on. It was so, like, I was, I loved it so much. I, it was such, it was so impactful for me. I really had a great time being there lots of power packed um conversations but that day 
I barely knew where my kids were. Like, thank God it was a Saturday. Like, I really didn't care <laughs> what happened to them. I knew they were in the house and they're safe. Well, I didn't know whether they had a breakfast, lunch, or dinner. I was like, kids, you got to leave me. I'm about to receive. <laughs> so I was totally out of it that day because uh, I was so plugged into the conversation. So I think that's, and I suppose with everything in life, you've just got to have discipline. Um, but yeah, it's, it's great. And it certainly is great. I mean, we're talking about this as well, because it's something that is so good for our podcast. So we've hosted a few times on the clubhouse, just talking about property, generally answering questions, talking about experiences, learning from other people. I mean, even through this, our time on clubhouse, we've been able to, we're going to be able to get more people onto our podcast to interview. So it's such a fantastic tool. I, I only have positive things to say about clubhouse so guys if you're listening and you're wondering what this is or if you are already on clubhouse you definitely want to um, look out for our notification we we do have rooms every week on clubhouse yeah that's every thursday from 6 p.m we have we have our prop chat i've named it prop chat now so we have our property chat property (laughs) chat show so we have guests we have you know we'll yeah we'll have guests we'll be talking we'll be doing q a's so yeah if you're on club if you have an iphone sorry samsung or android or google users it's it's an iphone club right now and for some reason i happen to be in you know i happen to have an iphone so i'm very fortunate because i used to use samsung so (laughs) i've moved away from android but um yeah every thursday we're there and you also host another room on tuesdays right tuesday evenings which is called wages to wealthy yep so just the concept of going from employed to um, I guess business owner, an entrepreneur, um, and uh, yeah. So that's Tuesdays at seven. Mm-hmm. Excellent. So yeah. So Tuesdays at seven, wages to wealthy. Thursdays from six, we got prop chat, and who knows, we may even have more rooms coming up soon. So join us. So that was Clubhouse. What are we actually discussing today? Well, I thought we could catch up on what's going on in the real world. <laughs> in the, when I say real world, not the real, real world, but the property real world, so our other real world. So what's going on? Obviously, we're, we're based in the UK. We're in a national lockdown. And every day we listen to the news, it's not going anywhere. Like literally, we're, it's just been pushed out more and more. So we're going to be here for a while. But how has that affected the property market? How? And when I say property market i'm not even talking about house prices and you know you know the, the typical oh is there going to be a recession is the market going to crash i'm just talking about the day-to-day investor how has this affected us in how we've been doing business um during the lockdown and even till now we're in 2021 we're still in the national lockdown how does that affect our day-to-day um, and i think it'll be good to talk about this um just so that people get to know um, what's happening in the you know the grassroots, not just what the ne- the media is telling us about the property market or the housing market, but actually what's happening on the day to day. So, let's go right into it. Um, let me just start off by um, I suppose the first thing, one of the things that I that definitely for me is a big issue is viewings. So my day is consists well my day you know consists of viewing properties viewing you know opportunities i'm constantly looking for deals and when i do find a a deal that i think is worth looking into i have to go and view Uh, and that's just naturally how i that's how i progress i know the number of investors that don't necessarily view properties before they 
um, the offer on them, or maybe they can actually buy a property without viewing. And there are reasons, I mean, there are times when you, when you, people do that, but typically you want to go down there and see, you want to, you know, you want to touch it. You want to touch that brick. You want to go see where the cracks are. You want to check out the window. You want, you know, you just want to check, check out the neighborhood, check out what's going on. So you typically would go and view. And in my, in my, you know, in my journey or in my experience in this game, Viewing is, you know, is essential. I do that all the time. So since we've had this lockdown, you know, right through 2020 and even now in 2021, I have seen such a big, like it's impacted me in that area so much because typically where you have open house, open house viewings, or when you call up uh, an agent and they're able to get you viewing uh, or squeeze you in between two views or, you know, all sorts of different ways to get as many people into the property to view now is very restrictive because number one, the first thing is just to, 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 we've got to adhere to the, to the social distancing rules, you know, you've got to, you've got to, sometimes you even have to fill out a form before you go and do a viewing. Uh, when you get to a viewing, you've got to wait. Um, there's usually a long wait um, because you, now you can't have open house viewings anymore. Um, and then when you go, you've got to be all decked up with your mask, your gloves. I mean, sometimes you have, you know, gloves. Some of the, I've been to a view where I had to put something over my feet and then wear a glove and then a mask. And like, I'm trying to talk as well. And I can't really talk properly because <laughs> I can't breathe. You know, like viewing has changed from what it used to be, uh, completely changed from what it used to be. Um, back in the days, you can go and view a property and then the vendor is there or the vendor can just, you know, uh, go for a walk and be back but you know to get a vendor to be out of their house all day is hard sometimes so sometimes even the vendors are not as open to getting people to come over to their property to view like it's just it's just a mess <laughs> it's just a mess yeah. so yeah viewing is one of those things that's really majorly being affected obviously the things that have been put in place to mitigate that or at least um as a walk around you know like virtual viewing virtual yeah, tours exactly um and, and those are good. I have to say that, you know, the ones that I've done, they're quite good because they really show you. But for me, it's just not the same. Like, I really need to be there. Like, I just need to be there. <laughs> yeah, no, 100%. And I was going to say, yeah, because of that, there are more creative things being done. Um, You're getting really, like, people say virtue viewings and then you just see a video walkthrough of the house and it's just like, mm, that's not really a virtue view. Well, it, it is, but <laughs> it's just a video. Um, So, but then some people are really doing some smart, nice ones where it's a, it's it's like a 3d walkthrough of the house so you can actually interact like you are in the house and you know you you you, you pinch the screen left and it goes left or you pan it left and it goes left you pan it right and it goes right and then you can you know you you click to walk through into the alleyway so it's that for me is a virtual sort of walkthrough virtual viewing um but yeah no people are doing you know different things you can do a whatsapp video call um some you know, the owners are recording the the owners are recording the house and then sending that as a as a um as an option for the tenant for the prospective buyer to view but you're right nothing beats being in there and nothing beats actually walking around yourself and seeing it with your own two eyes i guess the saving grace for us is that the government even though it's locked down because we're in the property industry the property industry continues to go on you just have to deal with these um you know you just have to deal with these uh, annoyances like wearing a mask and 
and having to wear gloves and you know but yeah at the end of the day we can still go and view houses so you just have to be smart about it yep 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 yeah i um ah virtual viewings yeah I miss that. The other thing I was going to um, add to that is, you know, I think when I go online and I look at what make what the definition of who's considered to be an essential worker in the lockdown, I don't see property investors on the list. Well, I think we are actually essential workers. <laughs> I think well, we are. Yeah. Yeah. I guess so. We are. It's essential work. It's essential. <laughs> so I would <laughs> like for the government <laughs> to revise take notes. This, to revise this list. So I can send my children, all of them, to school <laughs> because I'm an essential worker. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you wouldn't send them to school anyway, so it's all oh, good. God. It's all good. But no, yeah, it really should. So we're gonna put something out there. Mr. President, <laughs> Mr. Prime Minister. We'll put a petition out there. <laughs> so the next thing that we've got um, kind of to look at in terms of how the lockdown is affecting the property industry is looking at the application to offer. So do you want to talk us through kind of what the effect yeah. of being in that area? Yeah, so this is when you apply for a mortgage Um from the whole, the whole process of applying for a mortgage, going from application to actually getting a mortgage offer. I mean, typically that really takes what about, from my personal experience, as long as everything checks out, you can really get an offer within a month um, from application because again, everything is done online. Once your broker puts in the application, sends all of the evidence and, you know, sends it up to the company, they, the underwriter will go through that and then um, pretty much um, send send uh well instruct an evaluator or a surveyor to go and do the survey on the property and then once that comes back i'm sure that you know they take some time look at the numbers check out the whatever is at the property decide that they're going to make an offer and then typically you will get an offer within possibly like two weeks after your your valuation has been two weeks after valuation so typically you could say about four weeks you know sometimes when it goes uh, when you, there's a delay, maybe or maybe five weeks, um, and you you know typically that, that's what happens. But since the pandemic, it's been a real big. Um, there's been a big delay in this process, and it's you know one being with the application process. Obviously, lenders, a few lenders actually have to withdraw from the market at the beginning of the lockdown, and then obviously they've come. Some of them have come back in now. So, but when they do come back, they've come back with a bit more stringent. Uh, requirements and rightly so because a lot of people have been furloughed and there's just a whole stuff going on in the economy anyway so it's only right for a lender a responsible lender to have a bit more um, questions to ask just to stress test um, the whole process so that's understandable however that's obviously caused a little bit of a delay because now you're being asked to produce things that you probably never had to produce before um, and then when you then go on to valuation uh, again typically you call up of you know you pay for your valuation fee the valuation you know the the, the value of the surveying company would call the estate agent to book an appointment and they would typically book an appointment that week or the week after in my experience now when they call we're looking at we're looking at three four weeks in advance and i'm like whoa like that is totally new to me i mean this has happened i mean two two on two occasions where i've had to get a mortgage i think the last one um the first one we called we had paid for the valuation as far back as beginning of december or even um end of november 
the company, it took about five or it took about a week or more to even get a phone call to book the appointment. And then when they booked, they were they booked it, they called me in December and then they booked it for end of Jan. And I was like, wow, like is that the earliest you can do? Yeah. And the answer was yes, because they have a backlog. I was like, oh Lord. And the same thing applied, you know, there's another property that we're looking to um, purchase as well, where pay for the valuation about well, beginning of January. Um, the valuation isn't going to take place till mid Feb. And I was like, wow, that is, that is long. So literally it's taken about four to five, sometimes even six weeks to even get a date, you know? And then the, the hope now is that by the time the valuation takes place, we're hoping that the offer will still be pretty much maybe two weeks after as opposed to the value and having a backlog of paperwork to do and then yeah. who knows how long that's gonna take so it's really taking such a long time to go from putting in an application to actually getting an offer and you know as everyone does in this game time is money you're trying to get into the deal you're trying to get in and out of the deal as quickly as possible and i suppose for anyone that is making a purchase right now where they're trying to meet that stamp duty holiday deadline in march that's a real issue to factor into the process it, it, no is, thanks. it is no thanks to corona <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's um and i guess the impact has been felt you know it's locked down um so some some offices have downsized in terms of the number of staff they need which means there's less people to do the, do the work even though people are working from home and in theory you're able to be more productive from home but if there are less people doing the work that needs to be done it's going to start piling up then the other side is that because of you know, lockdown and because of how the government has, has made available so much help for quite a lot of people and because people are not really moving around doing many things there's a lot more available cash so mm. you've got the the stamp duty holiday which you just mentioned which is ending as we speak in march it may be extended but it's looking unlikely so because of all these factors demand has just seen a huge spike meaning that all, all the other wheels in the in the in the property chain which were they were slow anyway it wasn't like they were super quick in in the at the best of times but at least it you know you could move quite relatively quickly now it's just like the whole <laughs> the whole thing is just ground to a, a, a slow a slow kind of moving machine so just too many too many impacts from too many different directions is is what's causing this so if you are buying be ready to be patient i mean i remember i helped i introduced my mortgage broker to a buyer last year and when i say last year i'm saying you know maybe october September, October time, if I remember correctly. And they mm -hmm. completed earlier this year. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, wow, yeah. it's taken that long just to get everything done. Um, so yeah, be be prepared to factor in three months, I would say at least, if you're looking to purchase a property now. Um, would you would you say that's accurate? Oh yeah. Oh definitely. Definitely. Like before it used to be what well, it could go up to three months. But typically, you should be able to, I mean, if you're doing a remortgage, maybe six weeks, if you're doing a new purchase, maybe eight weeks. But, you know, there was always that caveat of it could go up to three months. 
But I think now it's definitely going up to three months to do a purchase. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And even yeah. you said you said about a remortgage. My my broker now calls me like two two three months in advance. Say, look, <laughs> we need to get this going because if yeah. you don't, you might your mortgage uh, terms might lapse, and you know you start paying hefty hefty monthly uh, charges. So yeah. yeah, just yeah. So just be be mindful of that as well if you do have. I, uh, if you do need to remortgage within the next two months or so, I would say get that rolling now because oh, yeah. of the time it takes and uh, everything. So especially if you're going on to a new product as well. Mm. If you're staying with the same product, it's slightly easier. But if you're going to a new bank, to a new provider, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all those forms that you've got to fill, uh, wonderful times, wonderful times. <laughs> yeah. So next is um, next we wanted to talk about is the impact to building materials. So if you're on a building site, if you're doing a renovation, if you're doing a refurb, uh, you need materials like, you know, it could be anything. So plaster, uh, it could be, you know, maybe you're putting a new fence in, it could be paint. What impact are we seeing to building materials? Oh, yeah. Oh, I could talk about this all day. <laughs> I could talk about this all day, every day, because I'm going through it, um, a couple of developments as we speak. And, oh, boy, it's not been easy. It really hasn't been easy because I'm so frustrated in the sense that, um, it's, you know, on one hand, I'm like, oh, the builders, can you not move any faster? But at the same time, I know that it can't because, again, they're only as good as what they've got, what they can access um, in terms of building material. Um, so the impact that has had really is, first of all, we've had all sorts of different kinds of lockdown in the country. So we've had times where everything was completely shut down and you couldn't go anywhere. We've had times where the building um, companies um, or those yards are open for click and collect. Then we've had times where you can actually go into the store. We've had, t- so it's been a roller coaster even for the builder in terms of what's opening, when is it opening and the change of the, the end times um, you know, as well have changed. So a typical example would be say, say B&Q. So B&Q typically, for those that are based in the UK, you would know what B&Q is. See the hardware shop or building materials and all sorts. You know, typically they open quite early as early as seven and they close as late as sometimes eight, nine, 10, depending on the area. But of course, during the lockdown, you've had times when they're open, but they don't open from seven and they close before eight. Or you've had times where it's just click and collect. So you have to know what you're going to buy pay for it online and then go pick it up. And there've been times where they actually open for you to come into the store, but then the, the actual, when you do go into the store, the actual supply of material is limited. So that has been a big, big, massive, um, it's had a big, massive impact on the time that it's taken for development. So like I said, I've been, I'm doing a couple at the moment and it's just not going as fast as, as, as I need it to because the builder goes into the store and there's just not enough. Um, and then they try to get it in and then it takes a few days for it to come through. And, you know, even next the delivery isn't as guaranteed as it used to be. So it's, it's a mess. Everything is a mess. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, it's a Corona mess, but it's a real me, impact. Um, yeah. It reminds me of when COVID first started and mm-hmm. everyone thought the world was ending and everybody went to buy tissue paper because mm-hmm. the world was ending so <laughs> and like, i still can't get my head around that tissue thing like <laughs> the world is coming to an end and all we need is tissue paper like really 
and then you go down to the local supermarket you just see it's just, uh, empty empty em- like aisles of empty emptiness nothing there and you just look and wonder just wow mm-hmm. wow do you remember like um service accommodation uh units oh. were were also affected because typically you would you know that's one of the things right service accommodation so i used to remember seeing service accommodation operators going to buy well at first they were like oh no we're running out of uh, stock for our properties and then they just had to go and buy in bulk because you know they didn't want to have their properties not stocked with the, the essentials so yeah building materials are facing the same issue and again it's it's the the whole thing with get get getting it imported getting the materials in the the whole supply chain is, is affected as well so it's just a it's the bigger picture isn't it and um yeah. it's uh yeah. it's it's quite challenging so we've got building materials we've got the challenge there the build team how about the build team how's that been affected I think yeah, you kind a, of mentioned it. Um, yeah, they can't I, move I think as fast. The, the main team, not even just the build team. I think it's the whole team. So this is including even the legal, um, the legal, the broker. It's the whole team actually, not just your build team. Um, and I think, yeah, I think the the again because everyone's working from home now, um, especially the legals. Actually, I think they're the most. Um, I've I've felt more of the impact actually um, as a result so with the lawyers um you know lawyers typically deal in papers they literally don't they really like ages behind they don't do as much um i don't know or maybe maybe it's just the lawyers that i use but i don't see that a lot of lawyers or law firm are very much into the whole technology so yes they do um they, they do obviously use technology but there's still a whole lot of paper trail that they need you know there's certain things that you just can't do on you can't sign certain documents online it's got to be a wet signature it's got to be a wet signature which then has to be posted which has to be received in order for them to say yes we've got it now you know so there's still a there's still a lot of that and and i think it's rightly so because of the profession I, i would hope that they get to that stage where things can be automated and smoother and quicker but we are where we are right now so i found that in the lockdown and the fact that a lot of lawyers, a lot of everyone's working from home, unless you're an essential worker, when we're sending things over to our lawyers, it's taking longer for them to actually receive it or to actually, because most of them are, are, are working from home. And maybe they do have times that they go into the office to pick up on such documents. Or maybe there's somebody in there that maybe there's one member of staff that has to go to work just to take and receive this paperwork. But there is... A delay there is a delay in fact there was a one of the the completion that we had to um just before christmas i literally had to take time to go into the law firm you know thankfully this law firm wasn't too far from my house i had to get into my car in fact i had to get the paperwork get it signed and then i took it to um took it to to the law firm hand it over to someone and it wasn't until this until they received it in their hand, were they able to confirm to the mortgage company that now they've got the paperwork? And, you know, this is not something I normally would do. Like, I've never had to do that. I've, you know, the, the times I've had to do that is when I've had to do a, um, a, a sign a guarantee form um, and I have to get legal advice and all that stuff. Uh, but even that, I think there's an exception now because of the because of the lockdown. You could not do it on video Zoom or video WhatsApp or whatever. But the whole having to print a paper, get it signed, get it delivered, 
is still a real struggle in 2021, <laughs> 2020, 2021. So I think the legal, um, the legal bit is definitely affected and delayed and that delays the process um, but I also think that apart from your lawyer maybe even the broker um, as well um, they I'm sure they also have experienced a bit of delay on their end because of the lockdown because you know everything literally everything is delayed so naturally the the whole and process again, of is and delayed again, as well. yeah and again um, it wasn't like there were always fast anyway so solicitors lawyers you have to chase and chase and chase and chase so it wasn't like they were super quick and of course now with the pandemic they just have every excuse to be <laughs> even slower so yeah. yeah it's uh it's quite interesting cool and then the the last place where we are seeing effects i, I mean of course i'm sure there are more but in terms of what we're talking about today is um, the land registry registration and the local authority searches. So tell us a bit about, you know, the effect in that area. Oh, yeah. So that one as well. So again, the whole buying process, um, you, whilst your broker is dealing with the finance and trying to get you the mortgage, and we've talked about the delays on that end, the, the lawyer is then doing their bit, which is, apart from looking at the legalities of, you know, who owns this property and can they sell it and, and what's in the title, they also have to apply to the local authority for searches. So if you're buying a property, we have to, you know, the one of the things that you do is apply for the searches. So you need to search and just find out what's going on in the area, any, any restrictions and so on and so forth. Now, back to what we're talking about in terms of the, you know, the delay um, because everyone's working from home, the local authority searches are literally like the time that it takes is doubled. Like, let's just put it that way. Let's just say it's doubled, you know, because local authority searches, you're talking, you know, these things are usually quite slow to be honest, even outside of the pandemic, because the people there are just not fast enough as far as I'm concerned. Um, but then in the pandemic, it's even worse because one, a lot of them would have been furloughed anyways. Um, and then secondly, the remaining members of staff are obviously overloaded with work um, and thirdly because people aren't actually in the office the productivity in certain areas have slowed down because it's you know when you're doing your job on your own and you're it's just down to you that's you can control that but when you're dependent on other people to get your work done um, that really has a big massive effect even when you're working from home so I think that the local not not that I think I know uh, again based on experience and uh, buying quite a bit of property during um, the pandemic and still buying um, there has been a, a major slowdown to local authorities search and even the lawyers will tell you and even the local authorities would tell you when you put in for searches that this is going to take a bit longer than you're used to so that's really slowed down and subsequently even when you do go through the purchase having to get the property registered in your name and that is a whole process that is done or carried out by the land land registry um, that also has taken such a long time um, just again down to staff staff shortage and um, and what's going on um, in fact I we bought a property in 2019 um, October and by 2020 uh, September July August September we still weren't registered 
you know, and we were at the point when I didn't even know that until I was applying for the HMO license with the local authority. And one of the things that they do is they obviously they check the registration um, and then they came back and said, well, actually, are you sure you own this property? We don't see you here as as the owners, and, you know, and I had to literally provide evidence. I had to get the lawyers involved. I had to get the completion statement sent to them just to prove that we've purchased this property. And this is not the first time that I've done. I had to do that um, last year and, and this year. Had to do that again for another purchase where, and this is where we bought a property. We're looking to flip it very quickly, but we're not showing us the owners of the property because it's still not registered. So yeah, it does affect um, the game. It affects the speech which you can sell a property, the effects, the kind of questions that you're being asked as you're looking to sell, uh, it does it does have a major impact um, in in the pro in the process of um, of the day to day running of of the business. So yeah, this pandemic really is a mess. I say it again, it's a right old mess. <laughs> it needs to go. <laughs> we need to get back to normal because everything is just elongated. Like everything yeah. is taking longer than it should. No, that's 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 uh, that's very clear from what we've listened to in the last sort of um, twenty twenty five minutes. So, are there any tips and tricks that you know we could give our listeners in terms of? Okay, it is a mess, but we still have houses to buy. We still have things to, you know, things to purchase. So, yeah, well, there, do you do you have any tips you. and tricks? Yeah, so I guess I guess I want. I don't know if it's a tip because uh, I I don't know how to speed up the process but i think the the nugget really is just budget just allocate that extra bit of time every time you want to do anything so whilst it's ideal to get it all wrapped up very quickly and that's the goal you know time is money and that's what we're trying to do um but just have it just have that contingency in place so that you don't get frustrated uh, it's funny let me can i share a story <laughs> So last year, just before the Christmas break, my builder was doing, um, obviously they were doing, still carrying on work. And I knew that they were going to be off for two weeks or a week and a bit during the Christmas break. Um, and so as a result, I was trying to get them to get as much done before they go off, um, you know, because time is money and I'm trying to get this work done. And I remember on this particular day, he called me and said, look, I'm on my way. I'm about, I think it was about 10, 15 minutes. It was about 15 minutes away. I'm on my way into the, to the building size. I'm 15 minutes away, but I'm feeling like I need to go back because my chest, I'm feeling this pain in my chest and, um, and my reading. And he's telling me about the reading. He's getting the reading on his watch, one of those smart watches. Um, and my something, something about, I need to go to the hospital. So I said, so I said to him, okay. I knew that he was in the car with somebody else, right? His workers. And from the, what he said to me, I, I read it or what I heard was, I need to go to the doctor to check something out. I didn't hear him say, look, this is an emergency. I feel like my heart rate is dropping. I need to move. What I heard was, I need to go check this out. Um, and I'm going to do that. So I said to him, okay. I get that. Do you want to drop the guys off <laughs> at the building site so you can go? So he said to me, oh, okay, 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 I'll do that, I'll do that. And then that was him, got off the phone. And then a few hours later, he calls and said, look, I couldn't do that. I'm, I'm at the hospital now and they're checking me out. So again, I didn't really know that it was, I didn't, 
attach any urgency to what he was saying. Again, maybe it's just ignorance on my part. Maybe I just not wasn't emotionally intelligent enough, or maybe he ha- he's not communicating that across. But to be fair, as all I was thinking in that moment was, look, I've got a piece of work for you guys to do. There's too much delay as it is. I need this work done. You're going to be off for two weeks. Oh, cold, cold. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? So a day later or two days later, when we were having a conversation, he said to me, he said, you know, Pimpola, you know, I was almost dying. And you told me to come to work. I told my mommy. <laughs> The guy said he told his mom, he told his family Um, and clearly, and I can imagine. And and it wasn't until then that he hit me. I was like, oh my God, did I really do that? And the honest truth was, I I just wasn't thinking about the urgency. I wasn't thinking about the seriousness of what he was telling me. Hmm. I was just thinking, look, it's a pandemic. Things are already slow as they were. We're going to be going off for Christmas break. That's going to be another additional two weeks of holiday. And you know how things are. By come the first week of January, like the motivation to work isn't really there in the first week of January because everyone's been on holiday and they're just trying to get over the year and blah, blah, blah. So I'm thinking time is money. My building is about to die. God forbid. <laughs> so literally, I mean, yeah, I had to apologize. I really had to apologize to him. I apologize. If I said to you, look, I need to speak to your mom. I need to speak to your family members. I am not a bad person. <laughs> but I had to apologize because really the truth of the matter is I wasn't thinking, of, I really wasn't thinking about um, his health. I was just thinking about the work. And, you know, so my nugget then to anyone is because of where we are, like they keep saying it's unprecedented times, right? So the things are not as it used to be. So just give that um, contingency of an additional month to anything that you're looking to do because it could take that additional month so that you're not frustrated and make sure that the numbers still work even if you had this additional month. So for example, if you're getting a bridge loan to do a piece of work, to buy a property and you have to do the development, make sure that if it goes over by another month, you are still able to afford that payment and it's still the numbers still work as a result. If anyone is looking to get a property before the stamp duty um, holiday end, I want you to factor in that you might not make it. And if that holiday isn't extended, you might have to pay that additional, I don't know, two, three K more, um, depending on what your purchase price is, or the additional three, um, 5%, I think, because it's, it's, um, 8%, um, after 125,000, but the holiday gives you 3%. So you've got to factor in that additional stamp duty and say, look, if we, don't make that 31st of March date. Is this deal still viable if I have to pay the additional stamp duty? So you've got to just factor that into your calculation. You've got to, you know, you've got to think about the delay effects, the effect of the delay on your deal. And so that's what will be my my advice. Bim, bim, bim. I can't, I can't believe it. Your builder was dying and you just wanted <laughs> the work done. Wow. <laughs> Just wanted the one done, mate. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's, he's okay now, right? He's he's no, fine, no, right? He's, he's my best friend. No, he's cool. It's cool. So now I I literally I just take a step back. I just say, you know what? The work's gonna get done regardless. So let me just take a step back and stop getting all worked up myself. <laughs> cool. cool. Well, these are the 
lessons life brings us right so yeah and I think something also as you were um sort of sharing your story is you know in these times as well it's good to look out for each other because we don't know what you know people are going through we don't know where they are so it's always good to just check on each other look out for each other make sure everyone's uh you know everyone around you is okay so yeah awesome so that brings us to the end of the show today if you've enjoyed it if you think it can be helpful to someone please do share and we would love you to share we are now in six countries and uh, we're heading towards a thousand downloads so we would love to reach more and more people so yeah do share do comment do like and uh, like we said join us on clubhouse on tuesday and thursday evenings and come and chat with us come and ask questions and we'd love to connect and engage with you till next time ciao 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 ciao. bye guys